Welcome to Cinemapodrophy Season 2, a movie podcast that was mutated in the radioactive waste left over from every night that you and your significant other couldn't decide what movie to watch on Netflix. My name is Brian, and joining me are my good friends and co-hosts. Hey everyone, I'm Corey. And I'm Justin. If you want to hear more of our reviews, opinions, and other nonsense, please subscribe to Cinemapodrophy wherever you stream or download your favorite programs. If you would like to suggest a film for us to watch and review, good, bad, or otherwise, hit us up on Instagram or at cinemapodrophy at gmail.com. Stay tuned for all things cinematic and updates on our next episode. Cinema. Bad! Trippy! On today's show, we'll be dissecting Roland Emmerich's 1998 adaptation of The King of Monsters, Godzilla, starring Matthew Broderick and Jean Reno. Dr. Nick Totopoulos is a... Well, Dr. Nick Totopoulos, he so, is a worm doctor. To Manhattan for some goddamn reason. You're a worm doctor. Interrupting my spiel. Justin, this movie was your fault. Explain. Hello. So, <laughs> I picked this movie. Um, I hear a rumor that, uh, Brian and Corey did not like this movie. Um, I find that hard to believe. Not a rumor. I didn't like the movie cause I didn't watch it. I watched super Mario brothers. Well, yes. Ooh. Um, we were, we were Just supposed kidding. to watch super Mario brothers. However, somebody had to go and get themselves sick and well. You see, it's complicated, listeners. Gather, gather out, Uncle Brian. When I was but a wee boy in Midwest, Midwest, I loved Super Mario Brothers. I loved it so much, I watched the animated series. You can't see Corey, but he's gesturing. <laughs> Corey really my has love. a It's my love for the Mario Brothers. It has yeah, a thing for is. King Koopa. He just, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> king in that Koopa. Koopa does um, not dip his hand in wax. That's all I'll say. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so anyway, I have the box set for Super Mario Brothers. They don't actually stream the live-action movie anywhere because it's f***ing terrible. Um, I tried uh, to watch it, it on used Netflix. to stream on Amazon Prime, I believe, by the way. Just at some it point, to, not recently. Though. They got wise. They must have been losing money on it because no one was watching. Um, we will review it soon, listeners. I do apologize. If you were looking forward to us reviewing that dumpster fire, but instead we're going to review this dumpster fire. Yes, we are. And I can't believe you guys are not a fan of this movie. I, I just, I thought everyone was. No, this, like, this gave me, this is like a PTSD from 2012 for me. Really? Yeah. It had, it had the same, it had the same vibes. Like I like Godzilla. I, I like the, the history. I like the lore. Godzilla, as it turns out, is not in this fucking movie. No, not really. And it's not even really Godzilla who plays Godzilla. It's just like a giant T-Rex. Exactly. It's a big underbite having square-faced lizard thing. It's like the Adominus Rex from Jurassic World. Yes. Which, I mean, the time frame this came out, again, 1998, this was right after, like, the, the Jurassic Park sequels started coming out. Like, they were really cashing in on Dino Fever. And oh, yeah. they failed. 
I had a crush on uh, Matthew Broderick from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So when I saw him in Godzilla in the 90s, I was like, oh, Godzilla, let's go see that because he's in it, right? So I remember liking it for that reason. Um, And that's still the reason I liked it this time. But that was the only reason. (laughs) That dude does not age. The reason why I like it so much is this this movie came out in, what, 1998? So I think it came out in the spring of 98. So the VHS probably came out in the fall of 98. My uncle, he was a big audio guy. He had a, uh, what do you call them? A laser disc player. I don't know if you guys remember those. They basically were giant CDs. And he had this on laser disc. And I remember watching it at his house on his big screen TV, thinking it was the coolest thing in the world and thinking Laserdisc was the thing of the future. And I, and I think maybe that's why I have a connection to this movie. That's fair. I mean, and in in the times, the graphics weren't as laughable as they were. Watching this film, I the thing that annoyed me the most was the wasn't even the story. It wasn't that they botched any sort of semblance of a Godzilla story. Um, the the depth perception issues, like there was one scene in particular. I even I time stamped it, and I'm jumping almost to the end of the movie for this. It was. Thanks for uh, tuning in, guys. We'll uh, talk to you next week. <laughs> yep. Uh, next week we'll be reviewing Mario. Maybe. Um, at, a, at an hour and fifty-seven minutes in, I finally figured out and had a good example of what irritated me about the the graphic because T Rex. I'm not even going to call it Godzilla. The dinosaur falls down in the middle of the street. His body falls. And it lands on the street. It's not making contact with either side. No buildings. It fits comfortably in the street. Takes up the whole thing. But then he scrambles. He gets up. And within a two minute span. He goes from being this little fella that fits in the street. To his foot takes up the entirety of the street. There's no consistency in the sizing for this goddamn thing. And it makes me mad. I, I agreed. I agree with that. The, they, they could not figure out how big they wanted him to be. And that was your issue. My issue was, so he lays 200 eggs inside Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. And there, there's no way he could fit those giant eggs all inside of him. Her. It. Well, I'm science would argue there's okay okay so if we're okay we're diving in we're just diving in it doesn't matter the order i think this is going to be all out of order yes because really really it there is no i don't want to say there is no plot but it's a two hour and 18 minute movie of godzilla surfacing and hiding within manhattan for two and a half hours like two hours and 18 minutes right so anyway but so Derek brought up a good point is nobody, nobody realized he had laid all these eggs in Madison Square Garden. Like, like all of this destruction is going on. Like nobody peeked in there all of a sudden and saw this happen. Like, I know nobody saw him lay to anyway. So that's number one. Number two, regarding the scale. Um, I think one, one of the things I wrote down was there's a point where Matthew Broderick is underground. I think he's in the subway. And there's like 
almost like a cross section of the subway that like opens up into like a bigger like deep earth i know exactly what you're talking thing. about and i'm like i'm like so so the infrastructure under new york city is subways and then all of the pipes and everything else right but it's not like there's this sub earth no, cavern uh, no cavern. no it's a giant <laughs> 200 foot tall cavern that just exists <laughs> under Manhattan. There is. And there it, is it, actually. Has, it hasn't ever caved in. Okay. Okay, guys. There is. Explain. There, there is. In Super Mario Brothers, there Shut is. Shut up, next. <laughs> Dino Hatton is different, though. This. So, oh my God. We just did a crossover. This is Dino Hatton. We are reviewing So this is, this is the prequel to Mario Brothers. So this Godzilla, is. <laughs> Godzilla is actually. Somebody even the said they mother. had a bad feeling. No, 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 no. Wait. Brian, I know you haven't seen Super Mario Brothers. Corey, I know you just watched it. King Koopa, he, he, you know, I know he was a, a human in Super Mario Brothers, but he turned back into a dinosaur, which looked exactly like Godzilla's babies. Therefore, there, this is in the same universe because Godzilla looks a lot like King Koopa. And I'll give you that. And if we're going to go down the dog shit hole, then let's go down a deep. So hang on. If if we're going to, no, 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 that's a perfect segue because I should have known by the first note that I took uh, as to what the rest of the movie would look like. And the first note I wrote was Godzilla on the radar is the equivalent of like the water treatment folks watching a turd go through the system. Yeah. You're a thousand percent right. Anyway, my first note is about a turd, so I should have known this movie was going to be shit. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, this—if you think about it, this movie really dates itself. I mean, uh, the the normalization of sexism between the male and female reporters. I hate um, that, dude. that guy was a real. Douche. I didn't even he write his short. name down. I just called him schmuck. But that. 90 in the 90s i feel like they normalized sexism in all movies the other thing yep. she got uh she got ripped apart for supposedly uh breaking a story of fake news well shit that's every night now um and everyone's just like yeah okay we're cool with it i mean yeah but I also think it was neat, like, I, I made a note at somewhere, and I, I took pages of notes, because most of them were just me making fun of it. Um, but I loved that the, uh, when she had her story, and it was supposed to be on, like, the 6 o'clock news, and she was like, oh, shut up, shut up, here's your spot. There are no spots anymore. There, it is a 24-hour news cycle. The news at 4 o'clock is the same news at 5 o'clock, just with a different mustache. <laughs> on a yeah. woman yes. on a woman yeah. a different woman's mustache but yeah let, let's 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 back it up let, let's take right. a, a a real look at the movie let's start with we skipped an important part wait of... yes oh we skipped. yeah no let's back it all the I way need up. My fountain let's back drink. it all That's the what way i was up. gonna do so guys i had to do this what are we drinking i'll start well brian you go you just opened. popped it this is the cut water tequila soda lime. It has zero carbs, zero sugar, and is seven percent ABV. It is made of tequila wow. and lime. In a can. Those are, those are good. The cut waters are very good. good. Are like they? The Paloma. Yeah. Yes. Loma's great. 
I have such a hard time sometimes. I'm super judgy when it comes to canned cocktails because I think a majority of them I've had haven't been good. So, um, so I'm I'm glad to hear that it's good. Yep, that one's good. The Bloody Mary one is really good. They have a vodka soda that's really good. They're yeah, they all of them are very good. But what you got in that glass there, Corey? Um, I have. I'm trying uh, tonight bread. The brand bread and butter. Uh, and it's their Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, I am such a <laughs> judge a book by its cover person when it comes to wines. Like, I'm like, oh, I like the name. I like the label. And it's in a good price point. I'll take it, right? Yep. Because I I can respect folks who are true wine aficionados. Um, I am not. For me, it's very much, does it taste good? Does it not? Do I like it? You know, um, and um, even if I don't like it, I can usually finish you know, finish drinking what I'm, it's not that bad, but anyway, um, red wine tonight is on the list. Red wine. Cheers. I am drinking a beer. I brought back from a place called California. You bitch. It's Ooh. also, it, it's also known as a beer unicorn Correct. to everybody that does not live in the Russian river Valley. I have some Pliny the elder. It is. Is it an it's IPA? Good. What is it? It is. It is. It's an imperial IPA. So, Brian, I know you're our beer um, guru. Would you like to explain an imperial IPA? Yeah, imperial IPA um, or double IPA, as it's also called, is just a, a higher gravity, higher alcohol uh, IPA. Anytime you make something imperial or double, um, you double the malt, you double the hops, you double the the flavor. Sometimes you double the price. And uh, it just makes it, uh, it's a more full-bodied, heavier style. Um, they vary with all beers. You know, you can have an Imperial IPA from one place that's super punchy, hoppy, and dry. You can have one from another joint that's really heavy uh, and fruit-forward, like Pliny the Elder. Um, that beer is uh, super popular, super famous. Um, folks drive or fly from all over the country and world to get some of it. So wow. good for you, Justin. You jerk. I don't know. It is it is a true um, beer unicorn, but um, I found it at a gas station. That blows so, my mind. Yeah. How well, much do you have still? Uh, half of bo- half of a bottle. <laughs> oh, literally, that's the last one. Yeah, we get, we get I, to watch the end of it. I bought I bought two big bottles and that that's that's it i'm sorry i bought i spent all my other money at lagunitas that, that that's who i like better which brian i think i i don't know if i texted you i know i texted justin i was coming back from uh chicago for christmas and um i think it was it might have been in chicago actually i had the lagunitas um uh what's the one with like you just had what Lagunitas, or you had a little something, something. Yes. Or the IPA. Yes. And it was very good. It was very good. And it's cute. It was my it's first got, one. It's yep. got cute, cute name, cute little label. Yep. It's a nice beer. Yep. It and they like brew it the in Chicago are... now, so we can get it. And it's uh, very fresh. Yes. And that's probably why they had it at the Midway Airport. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I, I want to take things back because, you know, we're season two. We're, we're doing something different. You guys didn't like this movie. So 
you know. And that's okay. And that's the beauty of this. Mm -hmm. That's perfectly fine. And if this episode's nice, quick, and and quick and easy, all right, so be it. All right, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in. And next week we're doing. (laughs) What was something that you guys liked? What was your What was your uh, um, What was your your candy shelf item? What was What was the buttered popcorn that you liked of this movie? Uh... Mine was um, uh, Matthew Broderick buying a disposable camera for a vet from a vending machine. Man, you want to talk about dating the world? I I wrote that down. Yep. I'm like, oh my god, that existed. So um, funny, funny thing about that disposable Kodak camera. This movie, I don't know if you guys remember, they advertised the shit out of this movie. Oh yeah. And one of their uh, advertisers was the Kodak disposable camera. And if anybody, listeners, you guys have some time, get on YouTube and watch the Godzilla 1998 Kodak camera commercial. Because you want to talk about dating yourself, that dates itself. Another great advertiser, I mean, we've already gone down the the hero hole, Um, Taco Bell. Taco Bell was a Ryan, big how did your podcast get canceled? Well, me... <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's the internet. I'll just start another one. You can't stop me. It's going to be huge. My people, they tell me they love racist stuff. It's going to be we're great. Gonna, we're going to be put on Patriot USA radio. Anyways. Patriot. Hi, Patriot, I'm Patriot. Child, and today on the Friendship... <laughs> We're going to be making my ceviche with clams and a cream sauce with butter and peas. But. Did somebody say butter? I love butter. Godzilla <laughs> was advertised by Taco Bell. And, they, and you guys should definitely look this up. There's a Taco Bell commercial with. You guys remember the Yokito Taco Bell dog? Yokito Taco Bell. Yes. A little chupula chalupa So Godzilla. Hello. And Yokito Taco Bell. Hola. They went through the drive-thru and they ordered, we would like 10,000 burritos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I vaguely remember that, to be honest with you. It was great. I mean, it really was. Plus, Burger King got all the bandwagon. I mean, everybody wanted a piece of this. And that's, so. do, they, do fast food joints still like go all in on advertising for movies? I don't know. McDonald's might for like kids movies for toys. I think, I think if there's a, if there's a mm. toy attached to it, yes. Um, I think Burger King is just trying to keep the doors open. That's fair. Um, Brian, what was your candy crush moment? My, uh, I love Jean Renault. He's in this. He's probably, is he the, the French guy? He's the French yes. guy. He's the French guy yeah. in everything. The French um, CIA guy. He's you yes. mean the insurance salesman? Um <laughs> like I yes. one of the notes I wrote down is, oh, Jean's a sneaky bitch. And I I love that. Um you mean I, Jean? I, is it Jean or Jean? No, I just assume it's, it's Jean, but it's always spelled like Jean. <laughs> uh yeah. I, I, I thought Roche was a, a good character. Um and probably I, the only person in this movie that had any semblance of their shit together. I loved it when uh, he passed out chewing gum to everybody. And Matthew Broderick or Ferris, he was like, why, why chewing gum? He goes, it makes us look more American. 
head. Yeah. And then he, <laughs> and he coupled it with an Elvis impression. He's like, see, and it, it worked. Yeah. Second, second candy crushable moment. The, the absolute incompetence of the American military in this movie. It was, it was hilarious watching them screw up literally everything and cause more damage to Manhattan than the T-Rex. See, it was funny because in a if something like this were to happen, um, the U.S. government, the president, the federal government, the FBI, I mean, whoever, they would go to the mayor of whatever city and be like, yeah, fuck off. Like, you're, exactly. making, you're making no decisions here. F- fuck off. Give me coffee. And I just, I loved it how, I don't know who that actor was. I feel like he plays like a mayor or a CEO or a, or a, a guy in charge. Harry Carey. Harry Carey looking motherfucker. Yeah. He, Michael he, Lerner. He, in every nineties movie plays this kind of character. And I loved it. How at the end of the movie, he's like, I can spend this, the mayor who took down Godzilla. And and then finally, you know, his his right hand man's like, you know what, man? No. And he just gives him the thumbs down, like, okay, yeah, like let's let's Show be a him. little bit more cheesy. <laughs> but the whole movie yes. was cheese, man. This movie was brie. Soft I, soft and pliable. Um speaking of things that are neither of those things, I guess. Uh <laughs> um, <laughs> That. My question is, I try, I worked, I tried for, tried too hard for that segue. But, um, okay, so there's the moment where they put the pile of fish in the street, and Matthew Broderick's character is like, "Hey, we need to pull up all the manholes and like, you know, so he could smell it." Blah blah blah. Cool. What I want to know is, so Matthew Broderick lifts up the one manhole. He hears Godzilla breathing below, and then all of a sudden, this wad of shit flies out of the sewer at him. But we don't know what it is because Godzilla ends up being like the crack for where he's at comes. I don't know. Whatever. What Brian's no. giving me a times out. I need to know what this is. I'm sorry, Justin. Could you mute your mic when you eat? Sorry. <laughs> this okay. is um, an ASMR um, yeah. Godzilla edition. Yeah, that, no, was he Godzilla was doing what Godzilla sounded like a salad. The fish. Yeah, I was. Fish. I was doing an impersonation. Because we're starting off, we're starting off season two strong, folks. Right, we are all back to basics. <laughs> the network's gonna cancel us, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> we're going to pay anyway. So, point is, what is that network. shit? What flew out of the sewer at him? Because I don't. It wasn't a lot, and I feel like if it was not, if it was any type of fluid from him, it would have been a lot. It just seemed. I think it was just I don't fish know. guts. I think he it's hadn't eaten just yet, though. To be well, no, because like the whole underground of Manhattan, right? He he just packed, he brought all the fish in from everywhere, and he he attacked the canning ship. He attacked the f- three little True. tiny trolling fish boats, and he was just packing the subway full of fish for his Velociraptor children. And they, you know, he a I can't believe how close they were standing to that fish pile. Like, yeah, knowing that giant, he is coming, yeah, or this giant dinosaur is going to come up, uh, and there's going to be this pile of fish, and we're going to be uh, right there, 
and he's going to come up and then uh, see I personally think that stuff that was coming up it it was allergy season it was just allergies maybe Godzilla had a cold yeah I mean he had a long journey because it makes it raining it makes complete sense that he came from you know the Polynesia Islands and went through the the Panama Canal and up to uh, New York City you know that that just yeah, makes sense. sense that's what i would do if i was a giant 30 to 40 year old lizard that's what i would do <laughs> yeah that's the other thing that's the other thing it pisses me off about this movie oh okay you've got earthworms in chernobyl fucking chernobyl that are what 20% bigger than they used to be oh they're huge but here's a 17% like 100 story tall goddamn dinosaur creature thing that has just been around for 40 years since the French were doing bomb tests. Fuck off. No. I hate it. I, yeah, I'm so mad at this movie for no reason. Hey, um, that's okay, though. That is completely okay that you hated it because it's fun watching. It is fun. And, in all, and, 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 and once again, listeners, that was the intent of this podcast was nobody gets to say no to watching a movie. When it's your turn to pick a movie, and by your turn, our turn, but you can submit your input for us. Um, slide into our DMs on Instagram or shoot us an email at cinemapodrophy at gmail.com. But anyway, point is, is nothing's off the table. So um, we don't sit around and discuss and say, no, I don't think so. It's nope. It's your turn to pick. We watch it. And and so be it. And Plus, this is the first one. This is the first one that we've had mixed reviews on. And this is on, Netflix. on the same page. This is on Netflix. I know for a fact. A lot of people will sit and scroll on Netflix and be like, oh, what do I watch? What do I watch? Godzilla, watch it. Hate it. Have fun with it. Who cares? You're you're going to get something out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. No, go. You go. You go. We go. What's that? What movie is that from? Think My internet fire. froze. I have no idea. Think <laughs> fire? Yep. Backdraft. Yep. Volcano. That's it. Backdraft. Justin got it. Backdraft. Great movie. Which that'll I be did, probably uh, in 2022. I, I'm down. Um, I did like looking up the other um, movies that... What is this guy's name? Roland Emmerich directed. Um, Day After Tomorrow, which was what I meant to have us watch for our first movie. Um... <laughs> And uh, what else? Oh, uh, Stargate. Uh, if uh, you guys are sci-fi dorks, um, he did the Stargates in the 90s, SG-1 and Atlantis. And after I read that, like, I, I stopped watching the movie, like, after an hour and a half or so, because I just had to give my brain a break. Um, and I started looking it up, and I found out that he had written and directed on Stargate. And then when it started back up is when a lot of the uh a lot of the velociraptor babies started popping up and i noticed like these are the exact same graphics and like camera storytelling that they use on those like it's it's a lot of the the dinosaur like comes around the corner and it's one and then it's three and then it's four and then they start walking and they all have like the exact same timed gait but they're off like a quarter of a second so it's just well he also he also directed a movie that we already reviewed 
he directed 2012. No, he did not. Yes, he did. 2012. No. Yes. That Googling, blows my mind. Googling with the cinema apostrophe. No way. Yeah. So, Corey, we are. No, Googling. I completely agree. Yep. See, there we go. <laughs> Done deal. Um, but this doing? movie, this movie actually reminded me a lot of Independence Day. But she also because, directed. Yes. Just just because, you know, it was it took place in Manhattan. It was, you know, kind of dark and just kind of, you know, destructive of New York City. And but the, di- the difference there being is that Independence Day was good. Yeah, well, you know. You can't win them all. Um, Is this going to be a Roland Emmerich podcast? Like, are we just going to review all his movies? (laughs) We could. We could do a. When's his birthday? Let's just do his month, a birthday or a month of Roland Emmerich. November. No. Yes, November 10th. So, trying to stay positive. What I will say is, regardless of the movie, because it's in every Godzilla movie, but I love the sound that Godzilla makes. Yes, it gives me chills. It is just, I I love it. Um, I, I, I've never been a big Godzilla fan um, to the point that like I would be rushing out to see the next movie when it comes out. I will happily go see it. I do enjoy it, but I'm, that's just not what I'm drawn towards. But I love, love the sound. I'll give you that. I they, will they say, gotta... they, yes, his sound is great. I will say I was a little upset that there was no fire or no laser that came out of his mouth. But if you do want to watch a good Godzilla, the newer Godzilla the new movies, ones are wonderful. They are pretty. The latest is really good. good. Yeah. Yep. Godzilla and if you want to hear a review of that, don't listen to this podcast because <laughs> we will not You're review. Very that. confused. Or stay tuned because it might be stay- in a few years. Um, so the other thing I, I wrote they... down too was um, the how dumb the quote was. Um, they were trying to find him at one point, and someone was like, "Maybe he's hiding in a building or hiding within a building." And I'm but like, "Where the fuck is this guy gonna hide?" Well, and what is he just in the building, standing there, not moving? Like what? <laughs> yeah, you've got you've got. 300 attack helicopters zipping around the city like mosquitoes <laughs> and you can't just be like oh yeah there is i mean you could say godzilla was the victim in this entire movie he absolutely was i mean all he wanted to do was to find a nest lay his eggs and to be honest an arena a pro football stadium that that looks like a pretty good nest to me yeah and you know he's just He's trying to get out of town. They start shooting him. You know. The thing is, is they got, I think they did a few things to Corey's point to stay positive, a few things right with this movie. They, they, sh- the roar was good. The, um, showing his intelligence and sort of his, a little bit of empathy towards humans. Like Matthew Roderick had a couple good scenes where he was like, yep. It's like you got to see a little intelligence in the eye when they tried yep. to trap him in Central Park, and he was like, "He was like over here." 
sorry, you froze. He was like, what? Am I, am I live? Yep. All right, we're me? good. We, we, we cut out for a few seconds, but yeah, no, his intelligence that you could see as he came into Central Park, um, that, and I feel like Ferris and Godzilla, they did have a little <laughs> bit of an understanding, but Godzilla's day off. Um, the other thing I thought they got really right was the, the idea that like Manhattan would be a good place. We are having some technical Paul difficulties. Paul for him to hide in. Is it? It's just, it's me. Uh, everything sucks. It is you. Uh, We're fine. We're fine. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll talk just, fast. Just go, they did a good thing. No, go back they to said what you said. going to be on um, an island surrounded by water. And he could hide in the buildings. It made perfect sense. Food supply everywhere because people are tasty. And velociraptors like people. Well, real quick. I want to get to the part where I know you guys are going to love this part. Let's talk about the burnt popcorn. What did you guys... I want to know two things each that you guys absolutely hated about this movie or drove you nuts. Only two. Two, two specific things. Because two things. it'd be really easy. Yes. yes two I, I, already, I already have mine. Okay. The, the blonde. Go for it. Was the blonde. so dumb. The blonde was a... a a useless part of this movie. It was like a plot thread that went nowhere, except for at the end of the movie, Matthew Broderick got to kiss a girl. Like she, she provided nothing really to the plot. And she's just a, a ditzy putz. And I just, I was not impressed with that character at all. I didn't find it interesting. They kept trying to make you feel bad for her. And I, I, I can't, I can't feel bad for her. Um, second thing, the, the crunching, <laughs> but I will have to say you were pretty far away from your mic on that so one. Far. Your mic is great. You were like four feet away. It is like um, just... but what I will say is that if you're going to do any movie and have some ASMR going on, this is the movie like Godzilla's eating. Sorry, I'm eating my pile of fish. I apologize. I will no longer eat. It was a crouton, a Caesar salad. But anyways, so you're um, what were you saying about what you hated, Brian? Or or I what was that little kernel in your tooth? Uh probably <laughs> that threw me for a loop there. Uh probably just the the fact that they kept trying to make you feel bad for the blonde girl like who, who kept making bad decisions like she oh you haven't seen your ex-boyfriend in forever oh he's this scientist who's helping out with this dinosaur wrecking the city should probably steal all his top secret shit and try to make a name for myself get out of here i hate you um <laughs> i have no patience uh and that's okay i love it i, the other, I really the other do. thing is i've already talked about is the the size of the creature it being inconsistent. It was super distracting. Um, mine, mine, were, those were good, Brian. Mine, I mean, I, cause I've already said mine as well, but I, I can come up with some more is, is I wanted more airtime from people who weren't like the military or like, I wanted to get reactions from people who were living in Manhattan that like, 
Did you see that? Like, what was that? Like, I wish there was more buildup to like people like boaters or like fishermen being out on the river and like seeing something and like having more of this buildup of before he finally arrived. Cause once he was there, it was just constant action of between him and the military and the fleet. Like I, I wanted more from like, you have a, a million plus people living in Manhattan and uh, anyway, I wanted that. And then the other thing was I wanted more of a, um, suspenseful ending it just seemed very um very like well no shit sherlock right like he's oh wow we got one more egg oh let me guess it's gonna hatch before they go to black screen like i wish there was more of a um like they would have been cleaning up madison madison square garden garden and someone was inventorying the eggs and being like wait a minute there's one more egg and it's already cracked open but where's like you know like some sort of a oh like what's like cliffhanger and it was just too no shit Sherlock for me. My, my two was the whole, uh, um, so after he went to central park and they, they thought, Hey, we're going to kill Godzilla by shooting him with just AKs. Yeah. That didn't work. Shocker. And he ran through Manhattan and then he dove into, I don't know what, what, what river was that? He, he dove into, East River, I don't know, yeah, whatever you want to call it. River. They but made I, that they made that river look like a perfectly blue ocean, and that was so <laughs> deep, and it was just perfect for a submarine battle. I mean, <laughs> I don't know much about New York City because I haven't been there, and I also don't know about the water around there. But I, I don't feel like it's very deep, and I also don't feel like it's crystal blue clear, and. Godzilla made it look like they were in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. That kind of drove what, me what, what you don't know, Justin, is that um, the set that they used for that portion of this movie is the same set they used for Down Periscope with uh, <laughs> um, Frasier, um, um, Kelsey Grammer. Uh, no, anyway. Okay. No, you're right. It, I, I, I'm with you, though. It is that, that really drove been me to nuts. New York City. There's nothing blue about that water. The other thing, and it kind of it kind of goes along with what Corey said. Um, I, at the end of the movie, so he gets tangled up on the Brooklyn Bridge. Brooklyn Bridge, which I think was a good that like solid trap. Like there, yeah, there are highlights in the movie where it's like, okay, that is a decent idea. If you have a bitch ass Godzilla, sure that would work. This but so so that's where that's where he ends. What I want to know, and I've always wondered this at the end of, like, uh, all of the Avenger movies. So you got this fucking hundred-story tall lizard that's now dead on the Brooklyn Bridge. What's next? How the hell are you going to move that thing? What are you going to do? Are you going to, like, butcher it? I mean, like, that that just kind of drove me nuts. And plus, they destroyed the they destroyed manhattan and everyone's just kind of like oh congratulations high five or the the general says to the soldier uh what was it it was like good work soldier and the soldier like starts to cry like because his dad never praised him but like drove me nuts yeah like that dude destroyed manhattan like that o'neill soldier man single-handedly destroyed 
the Chrysler building and like other like just killed the city, killed it. Dead. But if if this and then got an attaboy. Yeah, if this happened in real life, like once Godzilla's dead, okay, your problems just began. Like mm-hmm. they're not over. No, there's no praise. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many. No, you, you, you said that very well, Justin, is there's so many movies where there's mass destruction that occurs to the town, the city, the whatever. And the praise is at the end of the movie of great. We saved the city or whatever. And it's like, no, no, you blew up the city. Like you got rid of the the thing. Great. But, uh, you know, it, to your point, it always seems like it's a happy ending when it's like to your point. No, no, no. This is now. Now you start chapter two of cleaning up the shit. Just like Independence Day, they blow up the White House, they blow up L.A., they blow up Manhattan, <laughs> and at the end of the movie, they're all smoking cigars, like, yeah, way to go. Like, no, like, at that yeah. point, the United States was destroyed. Like, um, One thing that I wrote down that I thought was very interesting from a timing perspective, um, um was the fact that at some point in the movie they said um this in the movie they said this was the worst disaster the city has seen since the world trade center bombing and it just it just i just paused for a second because obviously for all of us um you know who who was alive during 9-11 and has some type of memory of it um that's immediately what we think of when we think of disasters to new york city right but to think that it was i don't want to, a simpler time if you will that the worst thing was was a bombing that obviously there was destruction and, and and whatnot but uh the city came back right anyway sorry i thought that was yeah no, I, I, I did the exact pause um because i i didn't know very much about the world trade center bombing from 93 um six people died thousand injured like huge crater underneath the buildings um, and you know, that was sort of the start of terrorist worry on American soil. Um, so like in hindsight, I, I completely agree with you. Like them referencing that was, I don't know, sobering. Yeah. Well, I, I think, I think because what's interesting about it is we've we are now past both events right the 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 bombing and 9-11 and when this came out and we watched it as kids we were between those two events right it was already afterwards and it wasn't 9-11 yet so um, yeah but that really goes to show how much the world has changed in oh yeah 24 years shit this movie's been 24 years um but yeah i mean there's there's just we i mean we go through life a lot different than how it was in 1998 mm-hmm. but um real phone doesn't have an antenna anymore yeah, yeah we don't have to carry change <laughs> looking for a payphone true but real quick um another another burnt popcorn item I loved it how when Ferris got fired, I'm sorry, Dr. Tatopoulos got fired. He then was like, you know what? I'm just going to catch a cab and I'm going to, I'm going to catch a flight and get out of here. Okay. I'm sorry. 
if there is a fucking hundred story tall lizard in New York, anywhere in the United States, the airport will be shut down. You're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, how he just was like, oh, oh yeah, I'll catch a flight. I'll catch a direct flight to Chernobyl and get back to my worms. Yeah. Like, nope. <laughs> from, from Newark to Chernobyl. Yeah. Not going like, to happen, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Seats. <laughs> yeah. Carry ons. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just anywhere on a flight, you know. We don't even have doors on this uh, aircraft. Do you have your own cigarettes or do you need some? Welcome to Air Chernobyl. Um, really quick, speaking of doors on an aircraft, I want to I want to segue, just take a sidestep and tell a quick story. Is um, uh, so long story short is that uh, Derek's dad had an emergency around Thanksgiving, uh, and to the point that uh, they wanted to airlift him to another hospital for where there were specialists and such. They load him into the helicopter, and the door falls off of the helicopter. Shut up. So they told him it's going to be a little windy. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> they they like had an air to, conditioner. Yeah, they drove him. Um, they drove him um, uh, by by ambulance. But anyway, when you said there's no doors on it, that's what it reminded me of. Was <laughs> yeah. like imagine getting in. You're like, all right, I'm ready to go, and the door falls off. You're like, mm. well, so. Would you guys recommend this to anybody to watch? Sure. I mean, I didn't. It's. Okay. Is it better or worse than 2012? Better. Better. Okay. Well, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Actually, I'm going to say worse because this was one note for two hours and 18 minutes in my book. At least with 2012. It was all over the place for for two hours and whatever minutes. Like it was more diverse in the total train wreck. I think you're right. I think this was. I think 2012 was more entertaining because it was yes. laughable. Um, yes. This this just made me grumpy. Yeah, I I agree. 2012 did have it. Also, 2012 had some characters that made you laugh. It made it. It was a really dumb story. I do feel like all of the characters in this movie, they were just very flat mm-hmm. and they were just very and hey, serious, just, just too serious. Yeah, it was just except hey, Jean Reno, Jean Reno, shining light hey, in this film. But they were just like, let's throw as much action at a movie as we can. And that's but also in the late 90s, that's kind of what they were doing with a lot of movies experimenting with cgi and action 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 yeah i mean yeah yeah i mean i think i think you know you're totally right um and i think i think this movie would have been better if the whole damn thing didn't happen in like the dark and the rain like it just i think it just that's that's where i go back to saying it just felt so one note for me that it was just constant. He comes up from b- a below ground. The military is after him. He goes below. Where is he? It's this constant like, okay, we understand you're looking for him. Like, when are you going to like, what else? What else? Right. The movie you know, and foreshadows the rain. Like in the first Manhattan scene, it's just like, oh, it's supposed to rain for days. Oh, OK. So you're going to use rain to cover your shitty backdrop. Got it. All right. Well, it's funny. <laughs> 
It's funny that you say that because if we think about this movie, it feels like it's in the movie. It, it feels like an Independence Day movie. Like, I know we already kind of talked about that. So Independence Day could be the first movie. This could be the sequel to Independence Day. And then the sequel to this could be the day after tomorrow, because all it does in the beginning of that is rain, rain, rain before it turns into snow and ice. And Roland Emmerich directed them all. But between Godzilla and Day After Tomorrow is Super Mario Brothers, which... Well, that's underneath. That's underground. (laughs) That's all going on through the... It's it's underground underground. Um, through a portal. So so is that what we're doing for next time? Is that the plan? Or are we... I will... I can commit to that. Justin, bring, bring me that DVD on Friday. Good man. I can bring it. Shablam. I can bring it. So, I, all right. I, I will be excited to do Super Mario Brothers because it is a bad movie. However, there are some interesting things about that movie, and it sounds like it should have been a great movie. However, it was not. See, I now, mean, so, so I think to you, Justin, you're, the way you feel about Godzilla is the way I feel about Super Mario Brothers. I That's imagine fair. that any anybody from a 2022 lens watching that movie for the first time would be like, this movie's shit. Super Mario Brothers to me was this magical movie that I never found at, at like Blockbuster. It only happened to be on TV like once or twice a year, and I never caught it from the beginning. So it was always this like, oh my gosh, it's on. And like, I have no way to buy it. I have no way to watch it uh, Otherwise, so, you probably um, for the longest time you probably did not see the entire movie. You probably no, saw like not until I was an and, adult. Yeah, bits and pieces. <laughs> so it was like special to you because you were like, "Yeah, what is this? Like, this is the holy grail." Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I, it was, it was fun enough um, that I liked it. Uh, you know, and, and that's where it's it's funny because I am, and I, I've said this before in the podcast, if you've been listening for a while, is I, I love what we're doing here because it's making me look at things in such a different light because I am such a, um, hold on, there's some music playing in the background. I'll be right back. Continue without me. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> I, I'm excited for Super Mario Brothers because I'm going to give everybody a little bit of a teaser. Do you know who was supposed to play Mario in this movie? Danny DeVito? He was Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks? They they decided not to go with Tom Hanks because they didn't think he could carry a movie by himself. The the that adds to the fire of I am so glad that this ruined that those two's career, so, the directors. So, they never so, made another movie after this. After so, um, after after Godzilla. After Mario so no, Brothers. I I gave oh, I gave a little bit of career. a teaser. I'll give a uh, Corey. I'll give it to you. Want to know who was supposed to play Mario in this movie? In oh, Super I, Mario I heard Brothers. It. Yeah, he had his Tom it, Hanks. Yeah. But one of what movie Tom Hanks ended up doing instead of doing this movie? The Burbs. Uh, Magic and Monsters. Philadelphia. Big? Oh. Think think oh. about where his career could have gone. I mean, 
Philadelphia was a life-changing movie for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He might Dodge have not got bullet. Forrest Gump. Definitely True. not. So Well, I guess he did get so, movies of monsters. I have but, to laugh. The music, I don't know. If, did you guys hear the music playing? Barely. Like one okay. or two notes. So I had set an alarm um, uh, because I needed to. And I should say I set a reminder through um, A-L-E-X-A because I don't want to say it because then she'll activate. But anyway, um, (laughs) I set a a reminder because I'm going to FaceTime with uh, some friends as her her kids open open their Christmas gifts. But anyway, um, what can we do it on a podcast? (laughs) Yes. Let us explore your children. What I heard was, or what what she heard was, set a reminder and play this song as the sound. Because I all of a sudden music was playing. I was like, what is music playing? And then it like clicked to me that like I heard it say that this morning. But anyway, that is pointless for anyone who's listening to this podcast because (laughs) you were not here. So sorry for wasting your time. Doesn't matter. Um, Are all ten listeners? They can they can hear that and they'll love it. Hello to our spouses and a few others. <laughs> Thanks, mom and dad. Thanks, mom and dad. My parents don't listen to this. <laughs> Why is a podcast? Why is a podcast? So did you get a job at the radio? Yes. Yes, I did. So anyways, this has been fun. Having a great time with you guys. This was a great start to season two. I agree. It really was. And you know what's funny about it is it kind of echoes the start we had to season one, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't a movie that we all were on board with, um, but there is more to come. And um, by the way, we have a descendant of Godzilla visiting us right now. Uh, She is here. Who's a sweet baby? Who's a sweet puppy? Oh, hello. Hang on, can you wave? So, for she all thinks... those listeners, this this is a a a <laughs> dog. It's a two point eight pound, almost sixteen year old Chihuahua. The microphone is bigger than her. By, <laughs> by it is actually yes, yeah. <laughs> yep. I'll give a kisses. Yes. No. Yes. Oh. So anyway, descendant Yanni's. Yep, descendant of Godzilla, right here. Okay, goodbye. So, <laughs> all right, get lost. Get out of here. Bye, dog. Yeah, so. Cool. Well, guys, <sighs> this is great. The best. I miss and love you both. Super Mario Brothers. this is the outro we just do this for another 10 minutes